So happy Easter. Happy Easter. Easter, of course, is a big day. And I love big days. And if this is your first time in our church, you may have already noticed we're really good at this. I'm not bragging. I'm a little bit biased. Yes, it's true. But I think it's obvious. I think if you're an objective person, you would say to yourself, you would say to your friends, that church in Garden City, Resurrection Lutheran Church, they are good at big days. And yes, we are. We're really good at big days. It's awesome here every single weekend, every single Saturday, every single Sunday. But we have a way at this church of doing Easter. Because Easter is the biggest of the big. We're also really good at Christmas. If you're looking for something to do December 24th. Those are kind of the big days, right? Easter and Christmas, Christmas and Easter. At the church at least. And being here with you today, I'm reminded of a big day many, many years ago. It was Christmas actually. And yes, that's right. I'm going to tell a Christmas story on Easter. The year was 1990. I was 16 years old. Do the math yourself. (laughs) And back in 1990, when I was 16 years old, I think I was into the kind of things most people my age were and are into come to Christmas. I was into the materialistic stuff. I liked gifts. I still like gifts. I liked getting gifts, and the gift I wanted that year was a video game. And if you don't remember 1990, 1990 was before there were Xboxes, before there were Playstations. The big game console in 1990 was something called the Sega Genesis. Does anyone remember the Sega Genesis? One person. (laughs) You and I were cool back in 1990, that's right. And for my Sega Genesis, I wanted this hot new game that had just come out. It was called Madden Football. I think they've had like 20-some versions of Madden Football now, so I think I wanted the first or second one. I don't know which one it was, but I wanted that game. That's what I wanted. That's what I asked for. And guess what? That's what Santa brought. All my Christmas dreams came true back in 1990. And on Christmas Day, I got that gift, I opened that gift, I took that gift out of the box, I put that game in that console, I put my chair in front of the TV, and I played that game. For hours and hours and hours, I played all day. I think I played an entire season over the course of Christmas Day. I'm the youngest of five. Every so often, one of my siblings would wander in, and they'd play a game or so, and then they'd get tired of it. It was too intense in there for them. I don't remember eating that day. I don't know that I blinked. I just played. At some point during the day, my father wandered in. And my father said to me, your grandparents are on the phone. Why don't you say hello? And I don't remember the exact words of my response, but the spirit of what I said was, not right now. I can't. I'm right in the middle of something. I'll call next week. Three days later, my father's father, my grandfather, had a massive heart attack. 
and he was dead instantly. Had I known that was the last chance I would ever have to talk to him, had I known that would have been my last opportunity to hear his voice, the Texas accent of my father's father, I would like to think I would have stopped playing. Because that wasn't my last chance. We didn't have smartphones back then in 1990. I have no recordings of my grandfather. I can't remember the sound of his voice. It's all a little bit vague. And it's a sad thing. And Christmas Day of 1990 was very much a defining moment in my life. Regret. Do you know what that word is? Do you know what it means to have regret? My guess is you all have them. Little regrets, big regrets, regret is a part of life. And the thing about regret, or at least one of the things about regret, no matter what anyone says, no matter how many pep talks you get from mom and dad, no matter how many cliches or pithy statements are thrown your direction, regret never really goes all the way away. You just have to live with it. I tell you something. I wish I could go back in time. I wish I could go back to Christmas Day of 1990 and talk to the 16-year-old version of myself. But maybe talk is too soft a word. I'd like to go back and yell at myself. What is wrong with you? What are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. What you're doing is, in the grand scheme of things, entirely useless. It is devoid of meaning. It is a waste of time. No offense, parents. Don't send me any hate mail. It's fine. I get it. But what's important? It's not that. I would go back and change that. I would go back and fix that. But the thing about life is you can't. You can't go back in time. You can't make right the things that you've done wrong. You can't just go back and make the regret that you've built go away. The door to the past is closed. That's one of the things about life in this world. One of the challenges... One of the frustrations. Doors are closing all the time. It's a part of life. And the longer you spend in this life, the more doors that close on you. I remember high school. I remember 1990. I remember the mid-90s. I remember 2000, college, high school, all those times. What was great about that time is it was okay to be an idealist. It was okay to dream. You can be anything you want. You can do anything you want. Pick a major. Pick a career path. Dream big. The only thing holding you back, the only thing stopping you, is your lack of imagination. Is you. As life goes on, 
you become jaded, cynical. You have to become practical. You have to be a bit of a realist. Options are diminishing. Life as I know it is life as I have it. It's not a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing. But you can't go back. That door is closed. You can't feel like you used to feel. If you're about my age or older, I don't know. This is going to be an awkward conversation, but we're going to go with it anyway, okay? Do you remember how you felt when you were 20? More than anything, I, I watch football on TV sometimes, not the video game kind, the real kind, and I say to myself, I wish I could play. I wish I could suit up, put a helmet on, put some pads on, play some tackle football. Who's with me? Liz Weitzel. Let's rock. You know what would happen if I did that? You know how badly that would go? First of all, my wife would be so mad at me. She would be so mad, I don't think she would visit me in the hospital. You can't recapture the past. You can't relive your youth. You can't go back and fix the mistakes you've made. All those doors are closed. And people close doors on us too, don't they? You ever been rejected? You ever been told that you're not wanted? You ever been told you're not good enough? Did someone ever stop talking to you? Stop associating with you? Did someone just go silent? Maybe your employer. We're looking for something different. We're looking for older. We're looking for younger. We're looking for more experience. We're looking for less experience. Maybe someone you really cared about. I'm looking for someone else. Doors close on us all the time. And let's be real for just a second. We close a lot of doors too. Don't we? We think it's so profound. Oh, I'm moving on. I'm going to a higher plane. I'm thinking of myself bigger and better and more. And this person doesn't do anything for me. They just cause problems for me. We refuse to forgive. We refuse to love. It's easier just to close that door. But brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, this is the kingdom of God. And this is a big day. This is Easter. And here on the kingdom of God on Easter Day, we remember there is no closing doors for us. The door is open. And the door always will be open. That's what our gospel reading for today is all about. You heard the story. One Sunday morning many years ago, some women made their way to a tomb. And they were devastated. They were heartbroken because the greatest one they'd ever known, a man by the name of Jesus, was dead. And life as they knew it, life as they had mapped it out, that door had been closed to them. 
And so they made their way to that tomb to visit their dead friend to do one last act of kindness to him. To prepare his body for its burial. But as they made their way to the tomb that morning, in their grief, in their sadness, they'd forgotten one important detail. The tomb was shut. And there was no way for them to open it. But when they got there, what did they find? They found an open door. They found the stone that had been rolled away. And that stone was rolled away as an act of God. God himself moved that stone. And those ladies went to that tomb. And what did they see? They saw their destiny. They saw nothing. Because Jesus wasn't there. The one who was dead woke up, walked out of his tomb, and proclaimed a victory over death. The victory that he had won by his resurrection to all the world. Jesus had kicked down the door the greatest, heaviest door that has ever been built, the door of death itself, and that open tomb became the gateway to everlasting life, the gateway to eternity. Life with God is life forever. That's what we remember today. We remember that open door. We remember that open tomb because that open door, that open tomb is emblematic of the fact that the kingdom of heaven is open. The floodgate of heaven itself has been opened. And God rains His grace, His love, His forgiveness, His compassion down on us, His people. And through that grace, He empowers us not to be defined by the past. I say that again. Do not be defined by the past, by regret, by mistakes, by things you wish you hadn't done by things you wish you had done. Because all of it, all of our sins, they are forgiven. Jesus died to make that your reality. An open door. That open door is emblematic of the fact that this church, this church is open to everyone. The love of God is for everyone. Tell your family Tell your friends, tell your kids, tell your grandkids, tell your co-workers, tell everyone you know the good news. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ rose for you. He is for you. He lived for you. He died for you. He came back from death for you. He lives for you. He forgives you. He loves you. Everything he has is yours. Whatever's behind you. Whatever regret you're living with, whatever shame you might feel, whatever mistakes you've made in the past, however big it all feels, I promise you, what is in front of you is so much greater. Look towards that open door. Look towards eternity. Because brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, that's where our God is taking us. Because of Jesus, in Jesus, Through Jesus. Amen.